excited. Welcome, everyone. It is 6 p.m. In fact, it's actually 6.01 now um, in the United Kingdom. It is the 1st of November 2021. For some of you thinking what's happened, our clocks have gone backwards Um one hour. So for those of you that are coming in from the US, you're probably um, coming in. Oh, I always get this the wrong way around, but I think a bit closer to us. So it might be if you're one o'clock normally on the East Coast, it's probably two o'clock. And if you're on the West Coast, it's probably, oh dear, whatever it is. To, well, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So the clock's changed. When you go live, anything can go wrong. And if it does, it does. Okay. But I don't want to do a recording and throw it up. I would rather be live, even if something goes wrong. And I'll tell you why. It enables me to say hi to Zaza, Alon Pele. Uh, it enables me to say hello to Matthew Underhill, Wilco Delamar, Alexis Menard, um, Buffy W, Mike Derdampfer. I think I've said that, uh, Lance Hoddles in the house, Buffy, Buffy W, my lovely wife is with us, Yorkie Bitcoinist. So it allows me to say hello and interact with you guys, even when things go wrong and cameras stop working. Okay, pound the like button, strong Bitcoin hand, going to start the show off with the normal preliminaries. If you're new to all of this, it is imperative you don't take anything I say as financial advice. Please don't. Do your own research. Only afford what you can afford to lose. Now, with that said, I want to pick up on something in the chat before we went live. And Alon, Alon, I hope you don't mind me doing this, but you actually said, um, hold on, uh, where is it? Hang on, right. Um, you said 61K is resistance now. Have we lost support? And then I said, long-term thinking, I'm looking out to 2025. And obviously, then Alon came back and said, I do too, though it's scary at the moment. Let me tell you, it is only scary if you are over-leveraged. Who do you think was scared when Bitcoin was 20K plus? And then we had March of 2020 when the pandemic hit and it crashed all the way down to 3K. I wasn't scared because I wasn't over leveraged because I always knew that no matter what was going on, what was being manipulated, Bitcoin would always bounce back and it would always recover. I really don't understand or even care about support and resistance, because that is charts, that is TA, which I don't understand anything about. All I know is if I buy my Bitcoin and I take it off an exchange and I put it on my hardware device and I do nothing with it, the price can do whatever it flipping likes over the day to day, the week to week, the month to month, and even the year to year. And then when you get in that mindset... Um, Alon, I'm not picking on you. I'm just picking on what you said. When you're in that mindset and you stop focusing on what's happening day to day, uh, and I actually think, you know, maybe that this resistance and support, when you know all this stuff, it can freak somebody out way more than it freaks me out because I don't understand it. You see, for me, 
I'm in this and I will, as Jack Malice says, die on the hill or I will go down with the ship or I'll moon with the ship. And there's no middle ground. And when you get in that position, yeah, if Bitcoin went to zero, would I throw up and be sick with everything we've got? Yes. Right. But would it affect my day to day living, my taking a couple of holidays a year, doing what we do? No, it would not. So I would just have to carry on as I did before I found Bitcoin. It is when somebody is leveraged or they've mortgaged against it or they bought in at the top and it's crashing down and they're freaking out, thinking the whole thing's gone and they're losing their investment. And all they've got to understand is if they zoom out 210,000 blocks from when they bought their Bitcoin, they will clearly see that they will be in profit again. So it's all about your time preference. That is why I don't freak out. And that is why I keep saying on this show, long-term thinking, delay your gratification. Ha you know, Have a, a time horizon of at least five to 10 years. If you're younger than I am, my daughter in the chat, my granddaughter who's into Bitcoin, I'm saying 10, 15, 20 25 years, just coddle your Bitcoin, add, add to it what you can when you can, and don't worry about what's going on day to day, week to week, month to month, and even year to year. So that is off the back of this disclaimer. Do your own research, follow shows like mine, and build your strong Bitcoin hand, because when you've got it, you won't freak out on what's going on uh, day to day. So if you are new to all of this, if you're catching this in the future, go to ukbitcoinmaster.com and watch all my videos. Because when I got into Bitcoin in 2017, I understood nothing. And all I saw was this price going up to 20K. And I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. And I was piling my family into it. Little did I know that come January 18, the whole thing was going to crash around my ears. And my family bought the top, but thankfully only small amounts. OK, but now I understand what happens in a bull run. I understand there's pullbacks. It doesn't phase me. I am in this to leave this to my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids and their kids and grandkids and great grandkids. And if something moons or gives us a good end of life in my lifetime, then so be it. And when you get in that mindset, nothing will freak you out. And if you go back and watch all my videos from the start, that will help you to build that strong Bitcoin hand. And then if you want to watch some corking Bitcoiners, you need to go to bitcoininterviews.com and check them out. OK, because I've interviewed some really corking people in the space. I've got some more coming up. Stay to the end. I'll tell you who my guest is for Thursday. And you will not want to miss Thursdays. I promise you. So stick around to the end, um, even after the tweets and the quote. And I'll tell you who I've got coming on um, on Thursday. And finally, people. Don't use this down here to send me tips. Use it to practice sending a few sats. Somebody sent me a thousand sats the other day and whoever it was, if you're in the chat, thank you. You don't need to, but I appreciate them. But it was 62 cents. 62 cents. So you can play around with under a dollar or under a pound. You can send a hundred sats and it might be six cents or six pennies and it allows you to practice using the lightning network. How do you do that? Load wallet of Satoshi onto your phone from the app store. 
or the Play Store. Load Moon Wallet, M-U-U-N. Load Blue Wallet and play around with uh, Lightning because that is what is galloping towards us. Wow, that was a bit of a long intro and I apologise for that, but it just I just felt I needed to cover what Alon was saying. He was obviously he, she, they, whoever Alon is, um, was clearly a bit bothered about it all. Day to day, I don't really care about price. I really don't. Okay, so let's head on over right now and have a quick look at the price, obviously. And we're just uh, below 61k. Now, forget the TA. Forget all of the charts and all that stuff. How many people a year ago, maybe two years ago, when Bitcoin was 9k, 10k or even 3k would have taken Bitcoin at 61 grand? Because I know I would have done. All you got to do is learn that delayed gratification and then understand where Bitcoin's going. Now, on my show, and by the way, before we move on, let me just get this little flasher going. This is the bit that I want you to see. Hopefully you can see that flashing that right now for every dollar, you are going to get over 1600 Satoshis for your money. So if you spend $10, you're going to get 16,000 Satoshis. If you spend $100, 160,000 Satoshis. And people think, well, Bitcoin 61 grand, that's not going to get me very much. I'm telling you, it won't be too long in the future, people, where people will have their salaries paid in Satoshis. People will buy cars and houses in Satoshis. Don't ever think, think that because 1% of the world hold Bitcoin. 1%, 99% of the world have heard of it, don't understand it, think it's some kind of scam, and they're not in it. And you can have your slice of the Bitcoin network by stacking those Satoshis. And maybe you stack $1 a day, $30 a month, and you get 1,600 Satoshis per day. Don't ever think that is not worth having, people, because it is. Okay, right. Now, so I normally talk about Bitcoin and my bullishness around Bitcoin. And I'm just trying to see if there's anybody else has joined uh, MS Bit ETH. Mike, good to see you in the house, my good man. I haven't seen you for a while. Johnny Midas is in the house as well. Hello, John. Welcome to you. Always good to see you with us. Now, okay, so I always talk about Bitcoin um, and this is a Bitcoin show. But what we need to do is start understanding why we Bitcoin. What is it that we are fighting against um, being in Bitcoin? Now, the way that I'm going to achieve this is I'm going to run another short video, a couple of video clips, actually, from somebody that I respect immensely. If you have listened to any of um, the Bitcoin audio books on Audible, you've probably listened to this guy. His name is Guy Swan. And the first thing I need to do on my show, which is a family show, is apologize. Guy, you several expletives. I can't be asked to go editing that stuff out. Just put up with it, people. Uh, I just I'm not a swearer person. And Guy does swear a bit on this. So apologies for that. But I just want to, you know, talk about what the first clip's going to be about, because, you know, people come in and they see Bitcoin as a way to make some money. And that is coming in for the speculation. I did that. But very quickly, you realize that there's way more than meets the eye because there's a movement going on. There is movement 
to take back control of our sovereign finances from corrupt banks, governments, politicians and the like. And this first clip is referring to that. And Guy talks about how socialism creeps up on the masses when the masses just think, oh, I don't like it, but you know, I'll do something about it tomorrow. He talks about how our liberties get eroded in tiny little notches that are so subtle we don't even notice, and how the control freaks like the governments and these people that so-called run the world, they are willing to make things mighty uncomfortable for the masses, and the masses just take it. They don't want to rock the boat. They just don't want to upset the apple cart. And, you know, if you're in the West, you think, well, life's not too bad, really, is it? Let's run this first clip and listen to what Guy has got to say. Let's get over to that window. Here we go. And I'm not going to interrupt it unless I feel the need to. You know, Adam, you brought up something about, like, you know, parents standing up and, like, you know, yelling at a school board meeting and just mm-hmm. being pissed about the the direction that things are headed and i thought a lot about this um i've been uh, reading the fiat standard and a, a couple of the books that have just kind of got me stuck on this thread of like how does socialism come about how, how does how does this stuff how does the destruction of liberty happen and it happens like just a little bit at a time right you know it's the road to serfdom it's it's little itty bitty notches and the reason that those notches keep coming out is because the people who want control and the people who want you to be afraid are willing to stand up and make things uncomfortable. And it's when those who want to defend the liberty don't want to make it uncomfortable. So for decades and decades, we've essentially had this situation where those who wanted to defend liberty and, you know, stood up and pushed back against, you know, like wanted to, wanted to stand up and push back against you know, this climate change shit is really kind of sounds like bullshit when you look at it from this perspective or, you know, this 11 years and we're all going to die. What was that? 2012, the first time you said that, you know, like um, and like you you see this this path occurring, but then they immediately the socialists and those who want to push for control will stand up and they'll be like, you evil piece of shit. You 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 terrible person who doesn't care about our children or doesn't care about our world. And they'll be like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just, you know, trying to put some sense in the room. You know, just trying to ask some questions. And they sit back and they let the notch happen. They let it be taken away. They become complacent. Why? Because stuff's kind of all right. You know, like, I mean, there's been some bad shit in the last 30 years or whatever, but stuff has like kind of been okay. And who's guilty of this if we're all to put our hands up? So we don't want to rock the boat. The boat is rocking. The boat is just, for the last two years, We've just been in stormy seas the whole time, and everybody can see it. And there is a massive subset of people that I have seen willing to just kind of say, you know what, go fuck yourself. I'm so tired of this shit. I'm so tired of this. And this has absolutely gone too far. And people who have been so reluctant to make it uncomfortable now just recognize that it's just always uncomfortable now. Yeah, It's like... Well, then why the hell should I play by these rules? Why, why should I hell, why the hell should I sit here and watch another notch of my freedom be taken away from me when I've let it get this far? 
And uh, it reminds me a lot of common sense, Thomas Paine's common sense, is that there's been this feeling that, you know, you know, like like the the whole the whole country, there's this this underbelly of people who just have this feeling that we need to do something, that we've got to address this, we've got to push back against this. But right now, it's just not really convenient. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Don't worry, we'll do it tomorrow. Don't worry, we'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow is here. And it feels like people are waking up and realizing that I got to fucking roll up my sleeves because this shit has gotten out of hand. It's already cost us everything. So what's the, what now is the, what's the, what's the, what's inhibiting me? What's the problem for me? I'm not going to make it, make it get uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. I'm, I don't want to rock the boat. It's rocking. Like, okay, let's just fucking stand up and fix this thing. Um, and I think Bitcoin is that foundation to actually work from so that that's actually possible. Um, and, and I want those two groups of people to meet each other and make sure that they are working in tandem because I think we both have the technological foundation and the beginnings of a cultural foundation to fix things. So if you are in Bitcoin, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and you've just heard that and thought, what the hell is all that about? You are not in the rabbit hole. You do not understand what is going on out in the world and how the WE, is it WEC, the world, I, I can't remember. They are very gradually putting those notches and knock and tying us down and making us no longer free. And, you know, it's all right to go, well, it's happening to others. It's not me, so I'm OK. But it's happening and we need to stand up and say, as Guy said, we're not taking this anymore. And, you know, Bitcoin is a fight, direct fight against them, because if Bitcoin does become, you know, the, 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 the money, the platform of money, the seabed of money, the world's reserve currency, etc., then all of a sudden banks they're going to crumble. They're going to have to adapt or uh, governments are not going to be able. They can't control your Bitcoin. You can take your seed words in your head and take your wealth straight through an airport lounge and go to another country with it and say, I lost my keys. What are they going to do? They're going to cut your head open and see if the seed words are imprinted in your brain somewhere. So what guy's saying, I agree with. We as a movement have got to stand up. We've got to get our message out there. We've got to get more and more people to see Bitcoin and to see how Bitcoin will empower and change the world. But, you know, we're only going to be able to touch those that are open to it. So we've got to speak to lots of people. And that is why I do my show, to try and touch people as as we go. Um, proud Zionist, Zionist Jew and Bitcoin Meister, both in the house. Good to see you, Adam Meister, a.k.a. both. Um, who else have we got? Um, somebody else joined and I wanted to give them. Oh, yeah. Bram VDB and Frosty Ashingdon. Welcome to you. Now, I'm going to switch slightly. We're going to go over to the desktop for a minute before I run this next video clip, um, because I'm doing something slightly different. Um, you may or may not have seen this tweet. Now, let's read what it says from Lord Snooty of Bitcoin. It said, report, big farmer, forced the world's governments to sign secret agreements. And then they prohibit 
prohibited the public for seeing all those details. And this guy uh, is a, a Romanian member of the European Parliament, Christian Teres, I think that's how you say it. He put a video out, which I want to run now, which is just ex ex explaining what's going on. But again, yet again, these bigwigs, these billion and tri million tr billionaires and banks and governments and everything, you know, you know, making these agreements with these big pharmaceuticals to govern and control the world and knock down our freedom again, which ties into what Guy Swan was saying. And we've got to stop this. So let's run that video right now. As the article says, these contracts were disclosed to us and to the public. And I want to show you some of those pages. <laughs> and you tell me if this is okay for the European citizens to be exposed to this situation where they cannot come to work, they cannot enter a store, they cannot go with their kids to schools, where they cannot freely move from one country to another, unless in one situation is vaccinated with one of these products. So these are the contracts that were disclosed by the Commission with the approval of the company. It is unheard of. And I will just show you the pages. <laughs> these are the pages. You see? They call this transparency these days. So this is the fundamental principle, right? Of democracy. I'm asking you guys, is this transparency? Do you see anything? Because we don't. European citizens' money has been given by Ursula von der Leyen to these companies. What happened with those money? What are they? Why are they open with the people and fully transparent? So we all know what is going on. The difference between tyranny and democracy is very simple. When the government knows everything about you, that's tyranny. I know how it is to live in tyranny. When you know everything about your government, that's democracy. So this is where we are right now, praising this institution. What he's saying there is the millions, the masses are praising these types of institutions. And yet behind the scenes, they're making these agreements that are, are going to do whatever they're going to do to the general public. And I don't know what that's about, but it's like, you know, we can get into the Bitcoin overlay and we can escape all of this. We can make sure that if, and I'm not saying it will, but if this stuff happens, if, you know, all of a sudden we live in a world where, you know, the government says by 2030, you will, you will own absolutely nothing and you will be happy. That is what they're saying, people. By 2030, you will own nothing, but you will be happy. Is that how you want to live your life? Because it is not how I want to and intend living my life. There is one other um, quick, um, hang on a sec, uh, tweet there. Um, you know, we've, we've got more and more. I've got to be careful with the words I use because I don't want YouTube to go and throw me off. But more and more, look at the crowds there. You know, sort of, um, it says, it, I, I won't read it, you read it, just in case I go and say anything that goes and flags something and gets me uh, throw, thrown off of um, social media, which I clearly don't want to do. But 
the point I'm making there, people, it is going on. And we have a chance. When when you get in the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as I was saying earlier, if you read the right books, stick around to the end. If you read the right books, you start to learn. Look, at school, I hated learning about history. Hated it. Did, didn't I hated school. I left school at 15, got no qualifications. Uh, sorry, my daughter's on the call. I apologize, but it's the truth. And, you know, I hated school. And they all they do is teach you to pass tests. They don't teach you about the history of money and what is money. And when you learn what money is, most people think it's £20 notes, £10 notes, $100 bills. That's not money. That's crappy paper IOUs. That's not money. If you read the right books, you learn about the history of money. You learn how money has always been debased over centuries and millennia. Okay, you learn that when somebody can control money, they can manipulate it. They always have manipulated it. Uh, you know, even the coin clipping from the Roman times where they clipped edges off the coin. Then Sir Isaac Newton put the little um, little lines around the outside to stop that happening. You know, pretty clever. But the point is, they're still doing it today. And all this money printing has to come from somewhere. And they're just literally going to make your dollar and your pound more and more and more and more worthless. So that is why I encourage people to get into uh, the Bitcoin overlay. So um, let's now go back and finish up the video with the last bit from Guy Swan. Um, looks like our show's going long tonight. I hope you're getting something from it. Um, on this one, Guy is talking about how the masses just follow one government and then the government doesn't come through on its policies. So then the next government come in and, and the, the masses swing and go, oh, well, so that lot got it wrong. This, must, this lot must have it right. And then the next government and they got it wrong and these must have it right. And they just follow governments. But what they need to do is he's talking about they need to wake up. You know, they change the rules to suit them and the people near the money printers because the people near the money printers get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. And then the masses, they see their food and their fuel and everything going up in price and they're living month to month, paycheck to paycheck, and they're getting poorer and poorer and poorer and poorer. But the beautiful thing about Bitcoin is, and Guy talks about this, no one but no one can change the rules. You have to abide by Bitcoin's rules and you either live by the sword or you die by the sword. And I love the bit where he talks about, you know, when you go off a cliff, nobody's going to pull you back. So, you know, what he's talking about, he feels, and I feel definitely here, right here, that slowly but surely, day by day, Month by month, year by year, decade by decade, Bitcoin will fix it all because it will change everything. Let's go back and listen to that last clip uh, from Guy. Um, Guy, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's go amazing it. what it does to the... There's like this soft, just always changing worldview of those who kind of become reactionaries to the authority, the system. And and I say this as someone who was in that world, like like who had that perspective, who just saw, oh, well, if the political apparatus kind of changed its 
direction and its wind, it's like, oh, well, I, sh- I guess I should be looking over here now. You know, it just, it was just like, that was the world. You know, the world was the mainstream. And when the mainstream started saying a different thing, it was just obvious that this was the new thing that was right. And the old things were just wrong. And when you have that, like thinking about how fiat actually reinforces, allows this to occur, people are not subject to the consequences of false worldviews. Because if the political apparatus actually agrees with them, they can allocate, they can allocate capital, even though reality doesn't, doesn't actually support this, doesn't actually profit this. So even though they're not actually making productive, making productive capital, even though their view of reality is wrong, the fact that the rules can simply be changed because we feel they should just be different for you. You know, you got a bad deck, you got a bad hand, you know, like maybe we should alter all of our fundamental rules in order to fit, fit them to your worldview. It will just be this giant blob of no foundation anywhere. And it will simply mold itself to everybody's belief of what they wish was. This is what I want reality to be. This is what I wish I got in money. And because of that, you actually develop this idea that that's actually truth. That's that the lie is truth because the rules, the entire rules of our structure, of our entire system, just mold themselves to whatever you wish they were as long as you get a bunch of people to wish it with you. And the costs of that are finally coming due. The reality is finally stepping up and saying, you've done this shit too long. I'm going to punch you in the face now. I'm sorry, (laughs) but it's got to happen. And over here, Bitcoin is actually changes that frame so powerfully because you realize there is no way to change the rules. The rules don't change for anybody. You know, I talk about the story of like when I lost some keys really early on. You know, I've been in Bitcoin for 10 years. So I've lost keys to more Bitcoin than I have. And there was something very profound in learning that lesson that Bitcoin does not change the rules for you. That there's no 1-800 number to call. There's no, like it doesn't matter how much I deserved to not lose those coins. I was really nice that year. You know, like I did a lot of good things. I, I I hugged my family. I was good for my friends. Why did I lose it? Because I didn't follow the fucking rules. And if I don't take responsibility, if I don't learn how to take control and actually listen to reality, actually respond to reality and live in the real world, Bitcoin will not feel sorry for me. Gravity doesn't feel sorry for you if you jump off a cliff by accident. It just doesn't. And neither does Bitcoin. And the great lie of our time is the political system has let us believe that it will. That we can fly, even though that our plane is made out of twigs and dog shit. <laughs> and it just doesn't. And we're finally paying the price, and Bitcoin is this totem of reality, of truth. And people are going to continue to beat up against that. They're going to continue, just like you said, they're going to reach in, they're going to try to change it, they're going to try to push push their worldview on it, and it's going to bite off their fingers every time they do it, until they realize that reality is reality, and Bitcoin is Bitcoin, and the incentives are actually aligned. And it's going to slowly, but surely, change everything. I just absolutely love listening to Guy Swan. And if you like his easy listening voice, he is the voice on many Bitcoiners audio books. And he also speaks the truth, which I really like. 
And these are the types of things that you want to learn and get your head around. So you start to understand that Bitcoin is not just a way, another way to make some money. There is way, way, way more going on behind the scenes, on the underground, in you know, whatever you call it. Um, and there's this movement to, over time, get rid of those corrupt governments. And you want to get your head around that, people. So let's have a quick back to the desktop. I want to shout out to Matthews in the chat. Um, his Bitcoin book, I've got it here, but I've put a lot of stuff on top of it. Sorry. Um, great book. Great book for beginners. Check it out. It's on Amazon um, in Audible format as well as book book format as well. I've got a few tweets. Stick around for my special guest. Uh, Dennis Porter tweeted this out. Somebody once said the USA will never adopt Bitcoin. So the Fed, we won't ban Bitcoin. The SEC, the Securities and Equities Commission. Satoshi's genius. Senator number one, thank God for Bitcoin. Senator number two, BTC reserve currency. The FDIC, banks will add Bitcoin. Miami, we are the hub. Texas, no, we are the hub. USA is adopting Bitcoin as we speak. And people, don't just think it's the USA. There are plenty of us here on this tiny UK island also beating the drum about Bitcoin as well. And as a global community, one person at a time, day by day, collectively, we can all make a difference and change the world. Whoa. My second monitor's just gone off. Uh, I think you guys can still... <laughs> This is a train wreck of a session. Hang on a sec, because I've got a couple of things I do want to share with you. Let's see if I can get that back. Hang on. God, dear, oh, dear. This is one of those days, isn't it? I don't think I'm going to get it back. Um, desktop. Uh, hang on a sec, people. <laughs> I've got the chat instead this time round, which is no good to man or beast. Hang on a second. Uh, it's not letting me do anything now. Why isn't it letting me do anything? I'm trying to get my desktop back. Come on, you cow. Hold on, people. I might have it. <laughs> yeah, I think I have. Yeah, it's all it's all gone a bit AWOL. I can't avoid it. It's gone pear-shaped. So um, I think I might be able to make that slightly bigger. So, yeah, I saw this one from Bitcoin Sapiens. I think that's how you uh, you might say it. Um, if you want a seat at the table when the next global realignment occurs, you need to be holding Bitcoin. Now, what does that mean? Well, I don't know what, you know, the next realignment uh, occurring is. All I know is, is it a good idea to hold some Bitcoin just in case all this crap does hit the fan? Hang on, I'm adjusting everything while I'm talking to you. Yeah, I would definitely say so. I would definitely say it is better to have a position in Bitcoin in case. And then if it doesn't happen, well, you've got a position in Bitcoin, which is always a good place to be. I'm trying to line that back up. And, you know, if you do accumulate over time and it grows over time, then it was worth holding your Bitcoin, wasn't it? Um, but at the end of the day, there is something going on, people. There is something going on and you need to open your eyes to it. You need to wake up to it. And it's not conspiracy theory because, you know, conspiracy theorists, they make exaggerated claims. 
more, more and more people are waking up that the money's broken. More and more people are saying, this is crazy. Fuel, petrol is going through the, the roof. Food is going up. I think natural gas in Europe is up 800% in the last couple of months or something like that. It's like people are waking up to this. So get a bit of Bitcoin, people. I don't think you'll go far wrong by having some Bitcoin um, in your armory. So I've got a quote for you. Stick with me because I want to announce my special guest. I love this one. Lose the ego. Don't live for compliments. Instead, live for accomplishments. I think that is so profound. Everybody wants a pat on the back. You know, they want a compliment. No, live for your accomplishments. Don't look back on your life and just feel that, well, I didn't really accomplish anything. You don't need to understand much about Bitcoin to be open to getting into the rabbit hole and learning about it. And bit by bit, um, hour by hour, day by day, month by month and year by year, you can end up getting a really pretty good understanding of all this. But you've got to want to. And the reason I say that is because in 2017, when I got that phone call about Bitcoin from my friend, um, I was really excited by what he was saying. I didn't know if he was telling the truth or not. So I had to jump on and do some research. I found Bitcoin Meister or Proud Zionist Jew. He's in the chat or they're in the chat and um, followed him for four and a half years religiously. Still follow his shows today. And it was Adam that helped me build my strong hand. All the Beyond Bitcoin shows that talked about everything that was going on in the world that wasn't directly linked to Bitcoin, but indirectly, you know, Bitcoin was going to fix it, so to speak. And, you know, I started reading books, learning about the history of money. And I am where I am today because I made the effort. I decided that that hour a day, two hours a day, whatever it was, I would give up watching some of the television um, that I call chewing gum for the eyes. Do I still watch a bit of relaxation TV now? Of course I do. I'm human. But I spend a lot of time in that rabbit hole, learning, reading books, watching podcasts on YouTube. And anyone can do that, people. You can think you're not very brainy, but you can watch an hour podcast on YouTube and you think you may not take anything in, but you will retain between 5 and 10% of what you heard. And that will come out in your mind at some point in the future. And you'll think, I did learn something. That's how I was because I left school at 15 with no qualifications whatsoever. So if I can, you can, but you gotta wanna. That's the important bit. Hello to BTC Moon Guy. Great to see you. Badge Dobnik, SciFlyer67. I don't think I've missed anybody. Welcome. It's great to have all of you um, in the house with us. Okay, right. So I got one more tweet and then I'm going to tell you about my special guest. Now, if you haven't heard of Gigi, by the way, Gigi has got an awesome book out there. I'll show you it in a second. But I love this. If people don't think you're retarded, you are not bullish enough. If people aren't laughing at you, if they're not rolling their eyes at you, if they're not sort of thinking, oh, not you again, you are not bullish enough. People have rolled their eyes at me. They've ignored me. They've said I'm mad. They phoned 
they've called me when Bitcoin's down just to say, oh, see, Bitcoin's down. They've called me when they've seen an article on mainstream media saying, oh, see, that guy got arrested because he was, he was, you know, Bitcoin got arrested or these stupid comments. You are not bullish enough if you are not out there wanting to tell anyone that you come into contact with about Bitcoin. When I leave the house, I absolutely always, religiously, you can ask my lovely wife, I always have to make sure I've got five or six UK Bitcoin master business cards because I am looking to connect with somebody that I can ask them if they've heard of Bitcoin. I go looking for it. Um, I was always taught years ago, it is better to be prepared for an opportunity and not get it than it is to get an opportunity and not be prepared for it. So I go out with business cards to with my websites because I want to try and connect with one, two, three or four or five people whenever I go out, if I can, and tell them they need to check out Bitcoin. I really do. Do you? That's the important bit. So Gigi, way to go. Fantastic. If you haven't seen Gigi, actually, you won't see Gigi. He always uses a green screen and completely hides himself apart from a set of headphones and a microphone because he is anonymous, pseudonymous. I don't know what the right word is, um, but he's he's fantastic. Um, so here's a great book that you can get that Gigi wrote for free. While I'm talking, write the website down or screenshot it because you can go to Swan Bitcoin, that address in red, and you can download that book for free. Yeah, you're going to go on their mailing list, but I'm on their mailing list and Swan Bitcoin are Bitcoin only. And any emails you get are always worth reading or look at the latest video they're sharing on Swan Bitcoin or Swan Lounge or whatever it might be. So why not get that free book, 21 Lessons? And then why not come and join me on Thursday when I am going to be talking to Gigi in person? This book is, everybody knows about this book, The 21 Lessons. Gigi has got a hell of a background. I'm going to be talking to him about it all. He's got other resources, bitcoinresources.com, 21 ways, the 21 ways book.com. So, Gigi, I'm pretty excited about having on the show on Thursday. So I hope you'll come and join me. I'll literally do what I always do. I want to ask him about his life before Bitcoin, how he came across it, his initial thoughts, you know, when he went down the rabbit hole. I mean, his book, The 21 Lessons, I I am... I've got it on Audible. I've listened to it twice. And because I'm interviewing him on Thursday, I'm listening to it again right now. And it's only about three hours or something on Audible. And it's really interesting how he breaks it down into three segments, philosophy, um, economics and technology. And within those three sections, there's like seven steps, seven steps he goes through. So that, that makes the 21 lessons. And it's not heavy. So, you know, there's and, and if you if you like Guy Swan's voice, it is Guy Swan who... Um, narrated this on Gigi's behalf. So you would be listening to Guy Swan. So again, you know, nearly 50,000 followers. So why not go and follow him on Twitter and then come and join me on Thursday where I will be chatting to Gigi. And I'm really excited about that. So people, uh, that is your UK Bitcoin Master live show for today, the 1st of November 
2021. Strong Bitcoin hand. Stop looking at the day-to-day price. If you're going to get into Bitcoin, understand the epochs. Understand the 210,000 block theory. And if you understand that, you'll know that whatever you buy on that date you buy it, 210,000 blocks forward, you will be up in the value of your Bitcoin from what you bought it at. Well, that's how it's played out uh, since Bitcoin's um, inception anyway. So thanks for being here, people. Don't forget to like the show, subscribe, bash the bell button, share it out on Twitter. Come back into the comments afterwards and leave me a little comment that helps mess um, YouTube's algorithms up. Zaza, I hope I said hello to you, man. I have seen you in the house. Vinny Rondo's in the house as well. Um, Vinny, go back and watch on 2X from the start. I think this was a good one. We did have some hiccups along the way, but it is what it is. I can't change that. I'll be back on Thursday, people. Remember, if you're in the US, my UK clocks have gone back one hour. So I'm one hour close to you on the East Coast and the West Coast. That is it. I'll leave you with my social media links. Don't forget to go into the comments afterwards and leave a comment. I'll catch you all on Thursday. Thanks for your support as always. Ta-da.